health information from experts, supported by research. From University of Utah Health, this is thescoperadio.com. For patients with lung disease, deciding what medical center you'll partner with for a lung transplant, it's a big decision, and there are a lot of factors to take into consideration. But today, we're going to help answer some of those questions you might have. Dr. Matthew Morell, he's dedicated his career to ensuring patients who need lung transplants get them and also have the best outcomes possible. He's been at some of the biggest lung transplant centers in the United States, and now he's the medical director of the lung transplant program at University of Utah Health. Dr. Morell, thank you for sharing your expertise. And the first question is, I learned that sometimes a patient diagnosed with lung failure isn't even told that a lung transplant is an option. That really surprises me. Explain that for me. Honestly, it's interesting. Not a lot of people or lung doctors in the community even think this is an option. There's a lot of misinformation, miscommunication between providers and patients that are out there. So, you know, our goal has really been to reach out to providers, to reach out to doctors, to really educate them about lung transplant as a potential option. So if a patient has been, if that's never been mentioned or they've been told, oh, maybe that's not an option, it might be a good idea to seek out a second opinion. Exactly. That's exactly right. So, you know, we here at the University of Utah, we're always willing to talk to any patient that has any questions, even those that don't necessarily even have a a referral from a a lung doctor, their lung doctors in the community. We've seen patients that call up and just want to say, hey, I want to speak to somebody that may can give me more information about lung transplant and hey am i a candidate you know what makes a good candidate what doesn't yeah because obviously you know all those things you live it every day let's say a patient's been told that they are you know a candidate for lung transplant or maybe that's an option they should consider based on what you just said maybe a patient thinks that a transplant would be a good option for them does the patient get to pick the medical center where the procedure is done or is it kind of like when i've got a cold i'm going to go to the nearest instacare Well, patients, uh, yes, they have the option of choosing where they want to go to get their lung transplant. Um, Insurance sometimes does dictate where they can go, but honestly, if a patient, you know, uh, says, hey, I want to come to University of Utah, they just talk to the provider and that provider can make that referral down to us. So that's great that a patient gets to choose. I mean, in a way that's great, right? But it also comes with a lot of decisions that have to be made, a lot of things that have to be weighed. So what would you say to a patient that's trying to make that decision of choosing a center? Like, what are some of the things they should consider? Well, honestly, you want to look at the center's history. You know, how long has that center been doing lung transplants? Um, how many patients have they have they transplanted? How many patients do they transplant a year? Uh, are they doing research in the field of lung transplantation at that institution? You know, and also talk to patients that have actually had transplants there. We can give you the names of a couple of patients that have had transplants, and you can call them, uh, speak with them, and they can tell you their, their personal opinion about what, how that process was for them. You can speak to a coordinator and get your uh, questions addressed, even before even coming to the University of Utah. And uh, when patients, uh, uh, when you do come for your initial appointment, it's mostly a meet and greet, like no pressure, Uh, you know, it's just an information gathering, you know, how do you feel? Have you made that bond with that physician? Is that physician someone who you can trust? Is that someone who, you know, you want to be your advocate for you, uh, going forward as you get evaluated for lung transplant? One of the challenging things for lung transplantation is, you know, you're on that waiting list and you're waiting for that match, that donor match to come. And sometimes it can just by chance come very quickly, or sometimes it might take a while. Are there things that are done at particular institutions such as University of Utah that could help increase the chances that uh, a lung donor gets a match more quickly? Oh, absolutely. So, 
we are the only lung transplant program in the Intermountain West. So that means that not only do we see a lot of patients from not only inside of Utah, but the surrounding states, uh, Colorado, um, uh, Nevada, uh, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, parts of Arizona, you know, we're getting patients referred to us. On top of that, you know, uh, we have to get donors. If there's a donor that uh, is in another state, you know, that does come to us. So we do have a lot more access to some of these donors versus if you were living in a city like Los Angeles. There's a lot of other centers there. Um, there's you know a handful of lung transplant centers, and so there's a lot of competition when a donor becomes available to to you know try and match that to a recipient versus us. We're, we're it in the Intermountain West. So you know when you uh, if you get evaluated and get placed on the list, your chances of getting a transplant are pretty good. Another consideration with lung transplant is rejection. But technology and techniques uh, are improving. Tell me about some of the things that are done at University of Utah Health that help uh, reduce that risk uh, of rejection and help treat rejection. Yeah. We are very aggressive at once a patient gets a transplant in terms of uh, keeping an eye on uh, someone's lung function, on their blood work. We have patients coming pretty frequently after surgery for follow-up when rejection is the highest. So if rejection is going to happen, we catch it firsthand and we deal with it. We're involved in some of these research trials for some of these new medications to treat rejection. So um, if rejection is going to happen, we catch it early, we handle it, we treat it, uh, we resolve it. And uh, for those patients that may have rejection that is more difficult to control, we're using the cutting edge uh, research technology to uh, cure rejection, to overcome it, and to improve survival. Another component of lung transplantation is the average life expectancy of a, after a lung transplant, which kind of shocked me, is about five years. I thought it was a lot longer than that, but are there some things that you can do that actually will help stretch that out? We are very vigilant at catching problems uh, if they do happen. Um, we have access to nutritionists, to physical therapists, that if someone um, has something that could affect their overall survival, you know, we have access to state-of-the-art therapies, uh, even outside of lung transplant uh, here at the hospital that can really help and improve survival. What I'm really getting about lung transplantation, the skill of the team that is, you know, doing the transplant is super important. But with lung transplantation, it sounds like the work that's done before the transplant and even the work after the transplant is really important and that a patient should feel as though when they're at an institution that if they have an issue, they're going to be able to contact somebody and that they're going to hear back from the department. I mean, it sounds like that could be a matter of getting more years out of your transplant or not. Exactly. Um, there is always a nurse coordinator here on call 24-7. There's a pulmonologist on call 24-7. And along that pre-transplant side of things, as you mentioned, I want to add that you know, we encourage patients to come early for their evaluation so we can take a look at you. And, and if there is a problem, if there's something we can work on, if you're a little bit overweight, uh, we can address that, get you to lose weight. If you're, uh, you need some exercise, some rehab, we get you plugged into that too. If, you know, your heart needs to be looked at, we, we get you into the cardiologist. We want to have that time to really optimize you, to get you in the best shape you can be prior to your surgery, tr prior to your transplant, to really, you know, have you be that patient that exceeds that uh, average survival. 
that you're that, that patient that 25 years out from transplant, that you're loving life, you're active, you're traveling, you're living life to the fullest, and uh, you're as healthy as you can be. So the average age of survival or the average time of survival is five years, but you just mentioned 25 years. Oh, it, yeah. It can go much longer than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that that's the average survival. You take everyone that's had a transplant. So sometimes at, at, uh, in transplant, again, not just here, this is everywhere in the world, um, sometimes patients are super sick at the time when they go on that list with, they may have some medical problems that ultimately, uh, you know, recur after transplant. Sometimes they die within that first year. On the opposite end of the spectrum, we have patients that are over 20 years out. So rewarding to me to see these patients that are doing so well. Um, it, it's, it's wonderful. That's why I love, I, why I do what I do. Are you pretty good at being able to determine when a patient gets a lung transplant kind of what the average survival rate might be for that particular patient? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we get a general sense when someone does come, you know, we take a look at uh, uh, somebody, we know their medical history, we go into very, very good detail. And so we do know risk factors. Hey, you know, I say because of X, Y, and Z, because of your previous chest surgery, because of um, uh, you're on this medication, the specific one, that you do fall into this high risk category that you may be somebody that we really have to, you know, hope for the best for after transplant. If we choose to put you on the list that, you know, complications may happen. You know, when patients come for their evaluation, we don't want to commit them to a transplant early. We don't want to shorten, potentially shorten your survival by saying, hey, we're going to do a transplant, even though you're not quite sick enough for a transplant. We do these early referrals, but it allows us to work for uh, work on some of these modifiable risk factors that can influence survival. But if we have time beforehand, we'll say, hey, you know what? Things look good right now, but let's have you come back in six months. And, you know, if you start getting sicker, if you start needing more oxygen, if your lungs start limiting your activity level, you know, you may kind of be pushed into that gray zone where we say, okay, now is the time. Now is the time when we need to get you on that list because I, based upon my assessment, you may not live without a transplant longer than a year. Um, so that may be the time to get you on the list to really improve, you know, the goals of transplant are improve longevity, you know, improve quantity of life and also improve quality of life. If you want to learn more, just Google lung transplant at University of Utah Health. And there's a lot of great resources on that page there, including uh, types of lung disease and the transplant surgeries that you might need for those. Uh, there's a 10 things to know about lung transplant, patient stories about their transplant experience at University of Utah Health. Again, just Google lung transplant, University of Utah Health to get those stories. Dr. Morell, thank you very much. Have a question about a medical procedure? Want to learn more about a health condition? With over 2,000 interviews with our physicians and specialists, there's a pretty good chance you'll find what you want to know. Check it out at thescoperadio.com.